Hey, welcome to Female Not Yet Expired. It's been a while since I've actually recorded anything. And it's because I had no idea where I was going to go with the this podcast, if I was going to do it. And I've been lacking a lot of inspiration. So I've realized I haven't done it in a while. And I actually looked, and it's been since October 2020. So it's been a while. And then I also looked at past episodes and... I didn't, really, I didn't realize I started this in 2018. Well, uh, so I think I'm going to continue with this. And I hopefully, don't believe me, because you might have to wait another year for me to respond to this again or for me to record anything new. Um, I, I will try to make it a Thursday thing where I'm relaxed, I'm doing a face mask, and enjoying a lovely beverage. And I'm okay. So today I'm having a beer, a nice ice cold beer after working all day. And it's the the pearl beer from Texas. So, because I've been in Texas actually since February, San Antonio, to be exact, I've actually I came here for a wedding, and um, I stayed. It was only going to be a weekend situation, and I just stayed. Well, it was my cousin's wedding, to be more exact, and I stayed. Um, to see if Texas was the right move for me, the next place to go. And so if you guys, well, I don't know how long or what I said in my past episodes, but I go to the University, Cal State, Fuller, Cal State San Marcos. My gosh, I can't even remember what school I go to. Um, and since COVID, everything has been online. So last semester, I had the option to really be anywhere in the United States and still go to school. So I kind of just took a leap and tried Texas, and here I am right now. Um, my goal is to leave at the end of the month back to California. Texas is just not for me. I haven't been able to make friends. Uh, my cousins and I, we don't talk. We got in a situation where uh, it's such a bad situation because sometimes you know you have your cousins and your aunts and your friends. But unless you really know them, you really don't know them. And when you put in a living situation with them, or if you're exposed to them more than you have ever been before, you don't know what kind of relationship you'll have. For example, I always saw my aunt to be cool, to be this amazing lady. Not to say she's not a good lady or not amazing, but um, I always had this image of her that she was better than my mother. And now that I lived with her for a while, I realized how similar she is to my mother. Traits, or bad traits, certain ways that she is. And uh, I, I moved from her house to a studio that I found. And she got upset, my cousins got upset. So it's just really interesting how you think you know your cousins. When you live somebody live with somebody, it really does change that relationship. And yeah, I hope it things fix up in the future, but I'm a little disappointed of who, um, of who I thought my my family was here in Texas, and uh, I was mistaken. So it was easier to live in different states and have this. Oh, my cousin's amazing; they're just the coolest because we only meet up certain times of the year, and so I never knew who they were. My my cousin, one of my cousins, is a dick, straight up jerk. Well, taking a sip of this lovely beer. Anyway, so I am in San Antonio, and um, so that's why I'm leaving. I've been trying to hit up all the natural swimming, swimming spots, lakes, rivers, um, water holes. I've been trying to eat out when I can and kind of experience the most that I, that I can here while I'm in Texas. I'm still working a full-time job, and I mean, I'll go into that in another episode about career and life. And uh, so my semester starts in, in the last week of August, so I'll just be in California by then. I, I miss my dogs, so I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I, I, pro- I have three dogs, Yoda, Monty, and Luca, and uh, I miss them dearly. And this was a good test because originally my sister and I wanted to just leave everything in California and move here and just buy a house. But now that, we've, that I've been here, oh, uh, no, it's, I'm good. I'll just 
figure it out in California. Because at least New York has bad weather, but New York is awesome. And I'm not saying that Texas is not awesome. I do like Austin. It's cool, but it's very expensive. So if I'm going to... And that's kind of funny. Okay. Yes, I know it's very expensive. But if I'm going to be like, oh, it's very expensive, I'm going to be living in New York, L.A., Miami. I'm not going to... Texas is not where I would risk that. And at this point in my life, I want to be, be comfortable. And California, luckily I have family in California. I mean, my immediate family is in California. So I could, I know I'm going to spend more money there like I would in Austin, but I'm not alone. Does that make sense? Versus San Antonio, versus San Antonio is cheap. It's just sucks here. And the weather, the weather sucks. Mosquitoes. I, I mean, again, New York had this terrible weather, but New York is awesome. It has everything, art here and there. And I've been to art museums here and I've checked out what they have. And it's just, it's not for me. And again, it's really not. Not being able to make friends was really hard. Being alone. When I, I thought my cousins and I and their girlfriends and their friends, I thought they were my friends. So with that, I thought if I stayed, I already have friends here that I've met through my cousins. I'll be fine. How exciting to, to develop those relationships. And that's, it really wasn't, they really weren't my friends. I guess sometimes you forget social media and people you think you met a couple times. They're your friends, but they're not. And I was talking to a guy before I came to the wedding. I came here five years ago, and he and I hooked up. He's my cousin's best friend. And we hooked up. We had a great time. So he was single, and I am single. So they tried to be like, oh, take her to the wedding. So we were supposed to be each other's date. But uh, a lot of miscommunications happened. And he won't admit it, but he was already talking to somebody else here local. And... um, so by the time I got here for the wedding, it was he had already kind of moved on and made me feel bad about it. And, and I stayed, and I was like, maybe I'll patch it, and we'll be friends, or, or at least, or maybe we'll try dating after he's done being upset with me, for which I don't think he should be upset with me. I know I should go into detail about this, but I, I want this to be a good podcast, a positive one, so I'm not going to mingle talk about that situation but anyways he ended up being a dick straight up a dick an asshole you know so and I didn't even get laid so whatever um so yeah that so yeah again Texas sucks and I did I was dating another guy I'll, maybe I'm gonna talk about dating in Texas in another episode I'll just leave that for that but I also did another guy dick as well big ass dick and not size if <laughs> Let me make that clear. Um, so, I'm here in Texas. I'm about to leave back to California. And now I decided to do a podcast as I was on my way home. By the way, I bought a random little car here. I have a Mini Cooper. Uh, it's old from 2009, but it's cute. It works. And I guess I can't take it to California because admissions is different. But I'm just going to take it to California. Park it and eventually change the, the exhaust or whatever needs to be changed out. Because I actually have a car in California. It's just my mother co-signed with me. And would not allow me to bring it to Texas. And that's, and that's why I was inspired for today in the sense of adulting. Why is it so hard? Anybody have this issue? If, for, if you don't know, I, I, I turned 35 in May. And I'm still living the life of a bachelor. Bachelorette. And if I look, really think about it, like a life of a 22-year-old, 23-year-old, that's the, that's the life I'm living. And I'm kind of tired of living this life. And I think that was a good reason for me to leave New York. Because I, I want to get a career done. I am in school. I'm not going to tell you that I tried my hardest, but this semester is, I have to step it up. If not, I'm never going to graduate, and I'm just going to waste my, my time. But adulting is hard. I... Again, I still don't have kids. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't date. I barely cook. I, uh, I don't have a life. I'm just at work. But I, I literally live the life of a young adult. And I'm not saying that I'm old at 35. But at 35, I always feel like most people have it together. Not saying that you're perfect, but you have kids. 
married, you're in your career. Not You're not just starting your career. I'm going to be 36 next year, probably graduate college 37. If I go to law school 38, 39, 40, 42, I'll graduate. I'll be going into my career around 42, 43. And I'm so behind. And, and I, I realize that I'm starting to look older. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm I'm 35. And I'm I don't feel like I look like I'm 27, 26. Though people will still say think they think I'm 25, 26. I'll take that because they say the way I act, my personality, and it's yes, because I have no responsibility, no kids, and I'm not where I should be that I still seem to be younger. Um uh, but, I'm, but I don't feel younger, if that makes sense. I f- 35. I want to be in a different level. I want to be, you know, where I'm supposed to be. I don't... 35 is tough because literally I'm not a young adult to fuck up anymore. I should already be at it if I'm going to be somebody that's worth, worth it. I don't want to be like a loser or... No offense. Loser doesn't mean... But like, I want to be a professional. I have high expectations of what I wanted for myself. And uh, I haven't gone anywhere. I, go, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Even, even this podcast is a great example of how it's hard for me to stick things out. And I have trades. I have all these experiences. My resume is ridiculous. And yet I'm still not where I should be in life. And maybe it has to do with me not, not finding what I'm looking for yet. And um, no, I... Uh, but the, the, sorry, California is definitely where I want to go back to because I miss my dogs, I miss my sister, I miss my best friend, I miss the beach, the weather, and as I've been contemplating, yes, would I love to go teach abroad one year in Europe or well, not Europe. No one's gonna want an English teacher, but like Asia, India, whatever. I wouldn't mind teaching for six months to a year. Still, that that could be in my plan, but my home base, my main home, is going to be in California at this point. I don't think I'm going back to New York to live. Very rarely do I, I mean, very rare, I mean, I love the city, but I think about it and it's just, I don't know if I want, I don't have that life, I don't necessarily want that life, uh, you know, and when you get older, and you're not married, you don't have a boyfriend, you don't have kids, you're lonely, and the only family for me would be my sister, my parents, my nephew. I don't have anything else, and I don't have anything of my own. And it's kind of funny how in your 20s, you don't realize how important that is. I'm saying, yes, I know there's a lot of people that are close to their families, but your friends are your family at the time. And I guess, like, show of friends, you know, your friends are your family. You think you're always going to be there for each other, and you think that they become a priority, but the, as time goes by, you realize how much, how time is flying and how little time we have of, in general that you want to savor those moments. Like, I want to be near my parents. I see some people, people my age who have lost their parents already. I still have both of mine alive. My grandma's still alive. I need to go to Honduras, but obviously covid I haven't gone anywhere, but I want to. Well, obviously, I came from California to Texas in February. All right, I did that, but it doesn't count. But, um, like, I remember I was a junior in high school, and our teacher took us to Europe, like a spring break trip. The year before, I had gone to the same trip. Well, no, I was a senior in 2000. Well, 2004. Okay, senior year. Anyway, we went to Europe with the teacher. His wife went the year before, but the following year she didn't attend because she was pregnant and had a little girl. All right, this little girl is a, is about to start her senior year in high school. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I feel so old. <laughs> or she was... Yeah, no, I think she or she was pregnant when, the year before when she went to Europe, but the following one she didn't go back because she had a newborn, something along those lines. She just I saw her, they just put a picture on Facebook and 
It's like, Abby starting her senior year. What? <laughs> that girl was an infant when I graduated high school. What? Well, how's time going so fast? I, I, I can't believe that in, uh, in a couple years more, what, we're four years more? It'll be 20 years since I graduated high school? What? Where did the time go? It feels like yesterday. And, and that's why I'm having a hard time. With aging is hard. And, and I feel like it goes faster and faster. I can't even imagine 40, 50, because that must go really fast. Because if 30s are going fast, 40s are probably going to go just as fast. And I don't have kids don't have a boyfriend i'm not married and yes people are like don't worry about it you'll find somebody i've been single for over 10 years have i dated people yes did i hope that that i think did i think it was going to go somewhere yes and but boyfriend like a literally a boyfriend or someone that has said they loved me it's been like 10 years how long am I supposed to wait? I'm 35. And people, oh, you have the time in the world. I don't know if in my, okay, I look at my next five, six years, 40, 41. After 45, do I really want to have kids? Even 40, it seems like I'll have a 10-year-old at 50. I don't know. It just sounds terrible. And I wouldn't want to risk having a child with a disability. It doesn't mean that I can't handle it. And that I wouldn't love that child. It's just that I don't want that. So would the, is there even a point of risking it? Or eventually I, should I adopt? And maybe I will adopt. But I'm not in, in a level in life to, that I can afford or become necessarily eligible to adopt. And I'm not going to be a single mother having, getting pregnant and having a kid by myself. That's not what I want. So I've come to the realization that, okay, maybe I'll be okay without kids. But I hate the, the fact that every year that option becomes less and less and less. And it's, it, uh, people will say, oh, you're 35. You have nothing to worry about. Really? Um, my mother went through menopause at 37. My sister is going through menopause now, and she's 38. And literally, well, she was lucky. Her period came a couple weeks ago, but it had been almost a year and a half since she had a period. And there is no other health reason. She literally is going through the menopause process. Uh, Pre-menopause, whatever. But she's not necessarily fertile anymore, or her fertility is up in the air. And you think of the people that have had kids. And you think, when you're pregnant, you're not releasing eggs. So people have, who have kids, more kids, have released less eggs. Because those nine months, you don't release eggs. That's nine more eggs. You have three kids, that's uh, nine times three, what? Oh, man, I can't count. How, how embarrassing. Nine, eight. Give me a second here. 18, 19, 20, 27, there you go. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. Sorry, I had to use my fingers. You know, we were so reliant on technology that obviously... Anyway, so do you... 27 eggs that you hold on to compared to somebody like me who has never had kids and just releasing them like crazy. 27 kids. 27 eggs. You add that up and that's two years and, and change, right? Whatever. Two years and change, you have more, whatever. This person has two years worth more of eggs than I, who keeps releasing them. Because, of course, us females were born with our eggs. Why don't I freeze my eggs? Well, I looked into that, and it's freaking expensive. So it gets to the point, am I spending all this money to freeze my just because I might want a biological kid? It just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem worth it. It doesn't seem like like it's going to be a... I mean, I won't die if, I'm, if I don't have kids biologically. Would I want to? Yes. Yes. Because um, if... I don't know what I've said before, but my mother has 
an acre, over an acre and a half of land. In Norco, she has her house. And in the backyard, my three dogs are there. So in the backyard's like over an acre. And then uh, she got a little sheep. His name is Philly. And um, the two cats, she did it like a cat enclosure. And um, right now, her she purchased a miniature horse, but he's still weaning off his mother. His name is Palomo. So it's this cute little ranch. And my mom has decided with my sister, which I think is a great idea, they're going to make it a rescue. And funny enough, here in Texas, um, my landlord has two dogs that are base- have basically been not well ca- cared for. They, when I got here, one of them had mange, fle- the other one had fleas, was obese. And it's not that the owner didn't love her pets. It's just like um, the Latino, my La- Latino culture is, well, not, I wouldn't say all Latino culture, but I feel like how my parents were with dogs in the 90s is how this person is with their dogs. They've, they're neglected, and they know how to get out. So one of them, even the one's blind, they hang out in the middle of the street and just lay there. I mean, I don't even know how they're alive. Supposedly one became blind because the neighbors threw a rock on his head because he barked a lot, and he's blind. And the little one, the little obese chihuahua, she's an obese chihuahua, very cute. She walked to the limp because they threw a rock at her. So there's a lot of um, mistreatment of of dogs here. I mean, you would, it's hard to say, but like on a, on a weekly basis, I see several dead dogs or, or dogs without owners, without collars, without chips. I mean, just, I feel like it's a little bit more regulated in California and in New York. But anyway, so these two dogs, I, they're my, they become my pals. They they actually live in, my, in my, they live in my little apartment now. They just they just come here and and they haven't they don't want to leave. I bathe them weekly. I have them all prim and proper. They had steak for dinner today. I mean they're happy little guys. So um, the female Chiquita she is fourteen. I can't believe it. And Batman is twelve. So I mean. Uh, she did something right, because obviously the owner, did, these dogs are old, but I asked her one of the last time she gave them shots, at least seven years. Um, <clears throat> they haven't been in a vet in forever. And uh, I I think for the retirement, though, instead of that one, because one's already blind and the other one can barely walk, that at least in California, where my mother lives, the backyard the temperature, everything's nice, clean, and my mom, my mom has, like, my dogs have, like, a little, little doggy mansion with a little porch, I mean, they live a good life, they don't live inside with us, but they have their own houses, and, like, they're well made, and the weather in California is more consistent and warmer, not necessarily as wet as, and humid as other places, so they'll have a good retirement, so when I asked the landlord if I could have the dogs uh, she said yes because she sees how much I, they love me and I love them and my sister and my mom had already decided that they were thinking of starting a rescue because of, of course if nobody knows all our cats are rescued all my dogs are rescued the sheep is not but I don't know why they got a sheep and nor is the pony but um so then I told my sister you know what we should go a step further and make it a rescue sanctuary for senior dogs or cats and other animals. So obviously there has to be a lot to build. We have to do stables. We're doing. We're starting to build stuff to separate certain animals. And so yeah, so I'm bringing these two dogs, senior dogs, and I hope to work with more rescues and abandoned dogs that are seniors, 14, 15. I can't believe it. These guys are oldest, like 14 years old. Is old. But they deserve to have a good retirement. And I think that that's going to be great that we provide that. And my sister's going to go to vet tech school. I think I would like it as well, or vet assistant school. But, um, you know, I'm almost done with my bachelor's. After that, I want to go into law. So, but if we're going to have this type of um, uh, business, then it's good that one of us has uh, better information about animals. Even though I'm pretty awesome, but... So, we have all these plans in California. Where was I going with this? My goodness. Well, a reason why I want to move to California, back to with my dogs. 
not to be alone. I want to be with family. And and yes, it's hard living with my mother. I'm not going to lie. Because that was the reason why in February where I was like, oh, I'm going to stay in Texas. My mom treats me like I'm 10. I can't have guys over. No one can sleep over. Not that I'm going to bring a guy to sleep over. But my mom's like, because you're, your nephew is going to think that that's okay and he's going to bring girls over. My nephew's 16. And he has autism. I mean, it doesn't mean he can't have a girlfriend. I am 35. I pay rent. I pay bills. What? Why are we in the same category? But again, because I'm a bachelorette with zero responsibility, no kids, I have nothing that I'm still treated like a child. If something's lost or missing in the kitchen, I must have touched it. I never cook, but I must have touched it. Because I was, I was, uh, I was, I used to be mischievous as a kid. I touched stuff. Well, I was a kid then. I'm not necessarily doing it now, but I still get the blame for it. So my, my mother was driving me crazy. So I thought, you Texas, I'm going to be here. I'm going I'm to start new. And things were going well for a while. Uh, and why I'm not, why it didn't end up going better and why am I not staying career-wise. Um, that's a different, that's a story for another time. It's so hot here. I have air conditioning, but the humidity, I feel like, I need to sleep with air 24-7. I don't, I can't do this weather. I can't, I can't. It's okay. Um, How do I get to where I want to be? How do I become an adult? Like, the adult that I'm supposed to be. And this is stuff that's really bothering me about life, kids. Because, yeah, I can wait when eventually I'll find somebody, supposedly. And, um... But I don't know know if I'll necessarily be able to have kids by then. And I have to accept it. And I was reading an article today, and by the way, uh, and it's been on my mind, I have to say it, so, uh, okay, here I go. It was about the new Sex and City spinoff, and then suddenly, I guess is what it's called. Well, I hate remake, I hate that they're doing this with shows, it's driving me absolutely crazy, so that's why I'm proud of shows like Friends that are like, nope, we're not making any more episodes. Good for you guys. But Sex in the City is making a remake. And, and they're not going to have Samantha, which... Uh, Alright, whatever. But I mean, I meant Samantha, I guess, is a lot older. So, I guess you can make a show without her. But in this show, I found out that Carrie and Big are divorced. What the hell? Ugh, sorry, it bothers me because... Big wasted her time. So many years he wasted her her life. So the point where she couldn't have kids anymore, technically, you know? Or maybe she could, but but she was already older in life. <clears throat> 40 plus. And now, you, even though he left her on the altar, they get married, all, these, all this shit for this, these movies, right? And you're okay, they're finally together. They're working through their relationship. Things are good. And now you're going to bring a remake where they're divorced? What the hell? I'm sorry, like... That is so depressing. And I know it's supposed to be true life. <coughs> but in true life, she, you know, you, I guess you waited for somebody all your life. And then, you guys, it's just not going to work out. It's like, <sighs> it's really, really depressing. They got to stop remaking shows. I don't know how many of you guys have heard this. but Or if anybody else is like, what? Upset about it. But I don't know. I'm upset about it. I have no life. This is ridiculous. Okay, well, I'm going to stop talking about that, but that's good on my mind. And it kind of just brings me closer because, um, well, Sex and the City, if, if you guys don't know, was a show. And if you've never seen it, please see it. It's obviously made in the 90s, so technology and certain things are different now. Um, but it is pretty darn accurate. And people are like, how? It's impossible. How does she have an, an expensive apartment in new york blah 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 she's a writer um it's called rent control and it's all about connections who you know 
if you can hustle it correctly or meet the right people, you literally could have an apartment and pay close to none. I mean, and so it is true. So um, that part is definitely true. So I think even though some of the stories are extravagant and a little over the top sometimes, the message, the overall message about New York or about being in that age group and being a single woman in the city, it's so, it's pretty accurate. So that's why I connected with the show later on in life. I didn't watch it. I thought, I originally thought, oh, this show must be so stupid. I didn't know anything. And then I watched it. And then, and even now when I go back and rewatch it, there's moments that you're like, yeah, that, I don't know, I've been through that moment. Ah, I get it. 20-something-year-old guy. There's an episode about why it's hard to date 20-something-year-old guys. Because you're dating 30-plus-year-olds and they're assholes. Because I think the show starts and then they're, they're like 30. So that's the age they're at when the show starts. And uh, I think Carrie dates a 20-something-year-old for a bit. She's like, why didn't I do this? This is awesome. 20-something-year-old year old guys are great. They're attentive. And then the next morning, she wants he, he offers her coffee. Or she asks for coffee, I think. And the guy's like, um, I don't have filters. Is it, is it okay if I use toilet paper to filter out coffee from a coffee machine? And then that's where she's like, no way. I cannot date a 20-something-year-old because he doesn't have his shit together. Well, my generation, I don't know. Do all of us have our shit together? Because I'm 35 and I'm still living like a bachelor. Like, uh, just Anyway, so I don't know. Um... I hope that you guys are having better success when it comes to adulting. And by the way, to make us feel old already, Generation Z, made, I was reading about it and they're like, millennials, they're always using adulting. I'm, adult, I'm, I'm doing the dishes or I'm, I'm adulting or whatever. No, and, they, and the response is like, yeah, of course, you're in your 30s. What do you expect? It's so accurate. <laughs> like, it's so accurate because... <laughs> We must, we're babies, I guess. But Generation Z, uh, I mean, right now they're the cool ones. We were the cool ones. Eventually, there's an out the, what is it called? Generation Alpha? Alpha? Generation Alpha will make them look like they're ridiculous. I mean, the cycle goes on. And you realize this because time is going too fast. You're aging. You're going to start needing Botox soon. People are calling you ma'am, and you can't be like, not ma'am, miss. No fucking way, I'm 35. Yeah, I'm a ma'am. What the fuck? Sorry, I should be cussing, but like, ugh, I hate being called ma'am. Doña in Spanish, which just sounds heavy, like you're fucking old and withering away. Like, But no, I am a ma'am. I'm not a miss, I'm not young. I'm not, I am young, but I'm not a young adult anymore. <coughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm in... My prime, my mid uh, mid age, my prime. Well, I'm not. I haven't. I haven't reached my prime yet in life. Physically, though, I think. You know, you, it's true. The second adult puberty, in your twenties, you're hot, you're cute, and then you go, you start aging, and you're not that cute anymore, and you lose your attractiveness. And it, even though you're still attractive, some people can still be attractive, but you're not attractive as you used to be. Now, Jennifer Lopez is the exception of everything, okay? Because she looks amazing. And then our next option is we start with Botox, you know? And then we look like beef jerky if we even try to stay young. Or we just become mother-looking figures, like, in a, not in a cute, sexy way or awesome. Youth is... <laughs> youth goes by so fast, I can see why celebrities and people do plastic surgery and Botox. and I, I get it. It's hard to let go of your youth. And especially if you're in my situation where you're just not succeeding at being an adult. You're still, you're behind. Gosh, I, I feel like sometimes I have more in common nowadays. Not saying that I was never millennial. With little Gen Z than I have with millennials. And it's not that, it's not that, uh, I, I mean, there's. Parting my hair in the middle looks stupid on me. Unless my hair is curly or certain styles. But parting my hair in the middle looks stupid on me compared to side part. I'm a millennial. Side part me away. I can't believe this is something that makes you, I guess, supposedly, if you part your hair down the middle, your Z, 
and millennials are the ones and older side part. Stupid. Anyway, <laughs> I guess it's not hip anymore. And now skinny jeans are no longer hip anymore. I guess I read about that. But career-wise and life experiences, what they're going through now, the jobs. Because I have a college type of job. It's like non-serious jobs. I, I'm a college student. I have more in common with them right now than I do with people my age who, have, who are deep into their kids. You know? And so, I don't know. It just... <laughs> Sorry, I can't breathe. It just sucks, you know? Because I don't, you, don't, uh, you don't feel like you belong. And, and I do understand now a lot of things I didn't understand before when it comes to women being sad about age, and it just sucks. Um, yeah, men, they go through an ugly phase, or they go hot to, like, weird adult-looking to sexy uh, silver fox. Men have it better than us. We women don't look as good with wrinkles. And... And then, uh, was it recently, someone put about Britney Spears, and she, the girl put pictures of Britney from, like, the, her early 2000 vi- music video, some, the song Something, I think, or Oops, I Did It Again, one of those, and the girl was like, um, can't believe, I can't believe she looks like this, she, now, compared to this, and she shows an old picture, and a new picture where Britney looks just fine, and, uh, and I'm like, and now she doesn't look as good. It was what the person was trying to say. Well, yeah, she's 40. She looks great for 40. What are you talking about? You can't compare somebody for what they look like at 40 when they did at 20. And, and I told her, yeah, you can't compare that. And the girl was like, well, this is what I remember of Brittany. She shows a picture of Brittany when she's bald. That's when it went downhill. That was like eight years ago. So that's the, and she's like, that's the last thing I saw about Brittany. I'm like, so you, this is the only thing you've seen about Britney in the past seven years. Her being bald and hit, trying to hit a cameraman with an umbrella. You haven't seen her see, look better than this at all? And anyway. But like, Britney looks amazing. And people are still like, ugh, this is what she used to look like. She looks fantastic. <laughs> you know, a lot of us would dream to look as good as Britney does. And, uh, but, it, you know, it's tough for women to age. Again, Jennifer Lopez is the exception. I don't care what you say. Jennifer Lopez is, is her skin, everything looks great. Uh, did you guys see the dress that she wore? What in the last two years they had all these cutouts, and you see her skin. Her skin's perfect. It's beautiful. She looks amazing. Uh, I mean, she really does look amazing. And that's another funny thing. How many of you guys have uh, started thinking about your skin? The importance of how your skin feels and looks. You know, you can tell, you start looking and touching your skin, certain parts, and they're thinning out, and it's not the same. It's not the same skin you had in your 20s or, or when you were younger, you know? it's. And then you start focusing on, oh, I wish I had this type of skin again. Youth. Because you can start seeing lines, and you can start seeing, you know, things getting a little looser, a little, not much, but because I'm only 35. But it's not like it was in your 20s. And so you're like, oh, I just wish I had that beautiful skin again. What was I thinking? And that's why if you're in your teens, like, well, I don't think you should be listening to me because I have not. I mean, but if you're 18 up in your, and up to 25, I would say. Not that after 25, you'd, you need makeup. But really, you're young adults, 23 and down. Don't wear makeup. You don't need it. You are naturally glowing. Your skin is awesome, even if you have acne. I know you're like, I have acne. Well, putting makeup doesn't make it better. Get a better skincare routine. More Accutane if you have to. It sucks. But you have to deal with skin situations, right? But overall, the skin of youth, that glow that you have in your late teens, early 20s, it's, 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 it's never going to be like that again. 25 and up, it's just never going to be like that again. And you don't realize how beautiful you are at that age. And obviously some people are prettier than others, but, but you were, you'll still be beautiful compared to your future self in your 30s. I'm not saying that you're not beautiful, but that natural, radiant youth. 23, I'd say 17 to 23. Just, you know, and you take it for granted. You think you're fat. 
you think you're ugly. I look back, I was a... What? How? Where was I fat? You know what I mean? But back then, I mean, and I know it's the age, and that's why I don't understand. I'm sorry, men that are 50, 40, that date somebody from 18 to 23. You're disgusting, and you're an asshole. Okay, I'm sorry. There's no reason you should be dating a person that age. Now, I'm not saying that later in life you can't marry, like, if she's 30 and you're 50. I guess that, that works better because she's already has some life experiences. But any marrying, being an old man and marrying anybody under 23, you're disgusting. Even if, well, okay, if a 30-year-old married a 23-year-old, you're still an asshole. Let her grow a little. Give her two more years. Or if you're going to marry her, have kids right away. Right away. But I guess it's more acceptable if you're in your 30. But even if you're 35, what? Dating 23-year-old, she's too young. Okay. And that's... Because <laughs> mentally, they don't know who they are yet. And, and I'm not saying that I know who I am yet. But that's even worse. Oh, I'm fat. I'm this. And the priorities. God, you hook up with assholes and stuff. Help oh, because you want to be light. Doesn't mean... I don't do it now. But I'm saying I've gone to the point where... No, I really don't do it now. Like, the, way, the people I dated in my in my 20s, late teens, or that I slept with, there were, some people were just dicks and assholes to, to a different level. And I took it and accepted it because, oh, my God, I'm fat and ugly. I'm so lucky that he's talking to me. What was I thinking? I was beautiful. Now I don't have time or I don't have the effort or energy to even try to date. Like, or you get guys who are like, look, you know, they hit you up now that you're in 35. They hit you up and they're like, hey... Want to hook up? No, I really don't. Like, I'm just going on a fucking date. I'll pay for all my, my own meal. Like, at this point, I don't have kids. I'm alone, and I just want to enjoy a meal. I'll pay for my own half. I'm not going to pay for yours. You're a fucking grown man. Whatever. But no. It has to be like, hey, you want to come over and hook up? What? You're 40, I'm 35. What the fuck? Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. Is anybody having this situation? Or guys at 35 and plus? Or, or if you're in, th- in your 30s and the guys are 40 or whatever. And they, they, they talk so casual like, oh, you want sex? Yeah, okay, maybe 30 to 33. You're really horny. And no, actually, the, the, let me, let me re-say that. Sex does get better with age. But, and in the sense, because you can have people, young people, I love sex. Yeah, 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 whatever. But the comfort and who you are and the love of yourself. I mean, maybe you have love and you have high self-esteem at that age. But you're going to love yourself even more in your 30s and you're going to be more comfortable. Because you, you would learn to accept things. You know what you want more. That um, I'm at a place where I get or- I know how to get my orgasms. Get my orgasms, enjoy them during sex. Like when I was younger, I don't think, like, maybe one out of... Seven, I would get an orgasm, if that. You know, but now I'm comfortable. So sex gets great. You're older, but but to deal with the bullshit, like trying to find somebody, somebody who's just gonna want to just have you casually have sex with you casually. I don't. I'm tired of that. Like, again, I've been single for ten years, dude. I've I've fucked enough people, probably more than you. Like, I'm sorry that I'm saying that. Thank goodness I don't show my face on this podcast. But yeah, I've, I've had my fair share. Or my friend's like, just go have fun and hook up. Dude, like, I'm, trust me, I've, I've done it. Like, oh my gosh, I, I was looking. Like, no, this is my podcast, I guess I could say. But at least I know I should be near the hundreds. For sure. I was a traveler. I was a single trailer, backpack through the world. Of course, military. Not that it doesn't mean anything, but whatever. I, yeah, of course I've hooked up with a, a lot of men. And some I don't even remember their names. A lot of them I don't remember their names. They're like that Italian guy, Norwegian guy, that one guy from Sweden. Anyway, so no, I've had my fair share. So guys like, hey, let's hook up. Let's come over and hang. No, bitch. Fuck you. Take me on a date. Let's go for a walk. Let's go eat. And then I'll think about it. Because if, if we have nothing in common, there's no chemistry... I don't want to open my legs for you. I'm good. I've had enough sex for a lifetime. If I, ha- I need it, doesn't mean that if I'm not with a person, I'm not into them. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna want to have sex. But it's just like no, this this lack of of effort. And and what sucks now is that you realize you're in thirty. These guys, what they'll do is they'll go for twenty somethings, who are okay, who are okay with that. 
So then we're stuck with nothing. That's what I'm saying. 40 plus year old men, stop dating 20 year olds. You're disgusting. Sorry. No, let them grow. But, okay, back to. <laughs> I know I always go off on these topics. Um, but yeah, like, so you, you know, you enjoy sex. You know who you are. You love yourself more. And I wish, and I wish I could go back to my younger self and be like, you're okay. Love yourself. You're awesome. You really are awesome. And you have it really good. And you, one day you're going to realize how good you had it. And, and for sure, that was me. And finish your degree. Stop being a little shit and partying. Like, there's so many things that I, I wish I could do. And I, uh, over. And I'm fixing now. I'm, not, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of where I'm going. I'm not perfect. You know. I'm t- I take risks. I make mistakes. But I, I definitely understand the beauty of life. And how precious it is. And thankful to be alive. Even though I've tried on more than one occasion to end it. I'm glad that I'm here. And you start fearing, feeling... You start being, having fear of death, which I do have it. doesn't mean it makes me stop traveling, but I'm really into true crime podcasts, by the way. Rotten Mango, best podcast ever. And you realize all these crazy things about how these people get attacked and how they passed away, blah, blah, blah. And you think, what? How am I still alive? Especially someone that's lived a life like I've lived. Literally, no regret. Well, tons of... Mm. Should I say no regrets? Well, no regrets in the fact that I can't go back, right? No regrets. Those some things I, sh- I wish I would have done differently, right? So, but I guess I can't regret, just live and regret the past. Maybe mean, shitty stuff I did, for sure. Screwing people over? Yeah, whatever. A hundred times, you know? Uh, but, yeah. Damn it, see? There, there I go. You know, I think this is my classic halfway going through a... A conversation and then realizing what am I talking about yeah Ron Ma- Mango true crime why am I alive fear of death there you go and it's true we are lucky to be alive you know so I'm gonna drive back to California and um, I think I'm trying to find somebody here even though my sister and my best friend says said they they will come but they're one's a mother and my sister finally has a job that she likes so it's not necessarily easy um to uh, get somebody to drive with me. So I think I met this nice girl. She's 29. I didn't just meet her. But I actually hired her. Or I was her employer. But now I'm not. And we do the same type of banquet. So I, you know, we're going to make money, extra money and stuff like that. And since I have no life, I do like, uh, you know, convention center banquet serving things, events. Because you get free food. It's awesome. You get to do something. And then by the end, you get a meal that's like a five-star meal, technically. And, and then you get paid for being there. So, now we're both in that. And I'm not her boss anymore. Which is weird, but she's great. She's awesome. She's a nice girl. And she seems to think I'm cool, which I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But she's 29, and she says she's never been to California. And, and uh, she said she would drive with me, so I could drive and then fly her back. But I told her, hey, heads up. By the way, I, I came to Texas with a weekend of clothes. I've been here six months. I bought stuff. But I didn't get any of my stuff in California. So now that I'm going through my closet, I'm thinking, just donate the, the majority of it. Because you know you have a full closet at home. You know, even though you realize how much stuff you accumulate. And, um, but I'm going to have to obviously try to really reduce it. Because I, drive, I have a Mini Cooper. The trunk space, the back seat, and I'm taking two small small dogs. They're small. On driving 18 hours to California. Yeah, so she says she'll go with me anyway. <laughs> um, so that's the plan for before the summer ends, and you know I think it's good that you guys caught up to where I'm at now. Um, I have to figure out. A way, maybe an email or, um, well, I have a jewelry page on Instagram and it's Aurora Decoris. So A U R O R A Decoris D C O, no, D E C O R I S. One word, Aurora Decoris, or, and then of course, the at, at Aurora Decoris. 
it's my jewelry page uh, I haven't been inspired and haven't posted anything new but I am starting to get inspiration so I hope to put new pieces on there soon I've been I again I haven't been artistically inspired for anything um but if you want to message me on there what you think um what is your hardest struggle you know what is the hardest struggle that you're having now that you're in your 30s are you where you want to be what's your biggest fear what's your biggest realization mine is of course that i'm gonna die and i'm not where i should be and the time is precious and it keeps going too fast and if i don't hold on or catch it before it's too late i'll be alone my parents will die you know like i will wake up 10 years from now and and being a different, you know, and just with blinking my eyes, going to sleep and waking up 10 years later. I can't, my parents in 10 years will be in their 70s. In their 70s. So, like, it, you know, you, I've learned now to really cherish moments that enjoy, even small things, but you realize how limited time you have with somebody. You know, my mom is still young and still doing badass stuff in her 60s. In 10 years, she, she will be old. Like, she'll be old, but she will be elder, like in the elderly situation, an elderly situation, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. They'll be, you know, will they still be here? So, you know, just, so that's why, that's been my biggest realization. So, yeah, please uh, send me a message on there. Tell me what, what's been your biggest realization now that you're in your 30s and, or your 20s, I guess, if you, if you're in your late 20s or early 20s and you listen to me, I love you. Thank you. But I only have like seven listeners. Though, I, my last video had 254 plays. So what? Awesome. So I have to just keep at it. <laughs> and if I ever become bigger with this, you'll know that you are the original people. The original crew. The, emerg- the original Team Marcy people. By the way, that's my name. Mar- I don't... Have I said my name? Well, yeah, Marcy. My name is Marcy. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, thank you for listening to my rant today. And I hope that we'll be here next Thursday, every Thursday. That's a goal, to have a new topic. I think I have to break it down to what I want to talk to about next week. Maybe next week I'll definitely throw in about the issue of terrible men dating. dating. See, look at that. I'm, I'm dyslexic. Dating terrible men in my here in texas and uh yeah so yeah please definitely please if you're the one one of my few people that listen to me please let me know what has been your biggest challenge and i would love to hear from you so well thanks for listening and i'll see you next week and have a good week be awesome be safe